Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, where I, Caitlin Fritz, help you reach your entrepreneurial potential. Together, we can build your dream social impact business so that you can leave a legacy beyond your nine to five. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Everyday Entrepreneurship. It's your host, Caitlin Fritz, and I'm really excited to talk to you today about something fun and totally unglamorous. Yes, I'm talking about mistakes. Being an entrepreneur is being able to walk with uncertainty, embrace mistakes as learning opportunities, and take those learnings forward to make change. Mistakes are part of the process. And as a recovering perfectionist, I know how hard that sentence is for me and probably for you to hear. In our jobs, in our school, everything is outlined, there's a rubric, there's KPIs. But in business, it kind of feels like we are just swimming. This is even more true if you are developing your first product or service. Beyond the mindset of just getting out there to build your product, there's also all these internal mechanisms of actually creating, designing, and constructing your product or service. So I want to share with you some top mistakes I've made and I've had other founders make when developing their first product or service. Mistake number one trying to be perfect. I remember the very, very first education app I was working on. I wanted it to be beautiful. I was comparing myself to the Duolingo standard of execution. I wanted it to be perfect. And all of my mentors, all of my colleagues were saying, if you're not embarrassed when you are launching it, you are launching it too late. And they are absolutely right. If you are trying to be perfect, your product or service will never be done. It is about getting something out there, a minimum viable product, an MVP, that you can just get feedback on. Then you can iterate over time to create the absolute dream product. But do not let perfection get in the way from your impact. Mistake number two, building a product or a service without customer input. I'm speaking from experience here. When we were building some of our first UI and UX, I thought it was beautiful. I was so proud of it. It was fun. It was whimsical. It was colorful. I thought kids around the world would love it until I handed it to them and they were clicking and swiping when I did not make them clickable or swipeable. I spent money and time building something that they didn't even really like the UX and UI of. That was a huge learning. So even from before your product or service days, keep customers and users involved. 
whether that's through a focus group, maybe you have some ambassadors who can help you along the way. No matter what you do, you need to keep your ear to the ground to customers because trends change, habits change, and you do not want to build something that at the end of the day, they don't want to buy or use. The third mistake I've seen is shelling out lots of cash. Don't get me wrong. If I had all the money in the world, maybe I would outsource some more things. But cash should not be a barrier for your earliest prototypes. I'm going to do an episode probably next month on how to start up a business with 200 pounds. We think we need to pay the developer to build our website. We think we need the software set of eyes to help us design that app. Or we pay for a branding, a designer to make our brand presence absolutely beautiful. I'm telling you, there are freebies and shortcuts. At this early stage, I recommend spending no money on your product or service. Cash should not be a barrier at this stage. Think of all the free resources like Google Forms, yep.so for a landing page that you can use to really go out and test your idea. And then once you test and have feedback, then invest some money behind it. And I'm telling you, if you are listening to me saying, hey, I am absolutely technically illiterate, don't trust me to design my website. I'm telling you, I will give you some tools and tips in a future episode. So bear with me. Mistake number four that I see founders make is being afraid of criticism. This goes back to that mindset piece. There are going to be customers out there who don't like your product, who say no. And when we're in the early days where our product or service is kind of our baby, those elements of criticism are just like stabs in the heart. I remember when I was doing an outreach campaign, direct emailing to get a new client And someone just emailed me back, no, we're not interested. I took it personally. But guess what? Their criticism is not personal. I wasn't the right fit for them. They weren't the right fit for me. Being an entrepreneur requires you to have a little bit thicker skin or over time develop those layers of thicker skin. Because there's always going to be critics out there, just as well as there's always going to be advocates and cheerleaders for your business. It's part of the process and being able to segment that out of your mind, take their learnings, iterate, and go deliver a product to the individuals who love your product or service. This mistake I see people make is not trusting their gut. I believe we all have some form of intuition, trusting your gut, however you want to call it. But there's usually an inclination of when you're on and when you're off track. You know when you get that feeling where 
This is the product or service that could really change someone's life. Or I really think that I'm onto something. My customers are giving me this feedback that this is what they've been looking for. Those are absolutely positive times to trust your gut. But it's also important to realize when you're off track. Sometimes our head is saying, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. But our heart and our gut knows maybe this isn't the product or service that is the best fit for my user. That's happened to me too. And sometimes it takes courage to recognize when there's that misalignment between your head and your gut. So these were some mistakes I've seen founders make throughout the years and that I've made personally myself. And last but not least, mistake number six, thinking you can or you have to do it all. Similar to trusting your gut, you do not need to do it all at once. I understand when we start out building a business, we paint this whole picture of what we envision it to be. The big end product. And when our MVP or our prototype does not meet it, we get disappointed. But you don't need to do it all in the early stages. Really focus and build something that provides benefits to your users. Then you can put on the bells and whistles, the really pretty branding, and everything else in between. Start at your business's core. Once again, this is an iterative process. We've looked at some of the top six mistakes I've seen founders make, and I have made myself guilty as charged. So let's recap. The first, trying to be perfect. I'm here to tell you, do not worry about perfection. Done is way better than perfect. This is the one that usually stops all entrepreneurs in their track. Number two, building without input. Remember to have your customers at the center when you are starting out your product or service. Number three, shelling out cash. There are tips, tricks, and hacks to keep your early day business at low or no cost. Number four, being afraid of criticism. There will always be critics out there. It's our job to listen, see if any of that feedback is valuable, and iterate. Mistake number five, not trusting your gut. We have our intuition for a reason, so don't forget to use it even in business situations. And last but not least, mistake number six, thinking you have to do it all. Remember to start simple. Focus on one benefit you are providing your customer And do not get distracted by all of the shiny objects like branding, crazy tech features, etc. And guess what? If you've made any of these mistakes, congratulations. Hopefully you have learned something. This is a judgment-free zone. 
And if you haven't, hopefully this prevents you from falling into these founder traps I see with an early stage entrepreneurship. Be sure to share with me any mistakes or traps you've fallen into over on Instagram and please follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And that's a wrap for Everyday Entrepreneurship. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Everyday Entrepreneurship. To stay tuned and most up to date, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me, Caitlin Fritz, on Instagram. And if you have any questions about building your business with impact, drop me an email with the link in the show notes. This podcast is produced by the great people at the Podcast Boutique. I look forward to catching up with you next week. See you then.